So, it's the 22nd of May 2018, and this is my Halfstone Diary, episode one. Uh, my name's Liam Watts-Burrows, from the south of England. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at Grasler18. Some of you might know me, uh, people that are listening to the show, hopefully will have seen me around. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to kind of introduce what we're kind of doing here. So, this is my first attempt at a Halfstone podcast. I've been wanting to do one for a while so really excited to get this off the ground and have a go and just dive in and, and get involved in the in in the Halfstone podcasting world and and kind of give back a bit to the community that I've been so fond of for a while now um so yeah I'm currently sitting in my car in the car park at work on my lunch break and uh I'm recording this on my phone so kind of an interesting experience but a good way to uh to capture my kind of thoughts in a, in a diary format so yeah the the aim of the show is going to be a bit of an update um kind of use it on that diary format and talk about my progress in Halfstone and my experience of things um and I'm also going to kind of choose a topic to talk about each episode and and kind of discuss my thoughts on it so yeah let's let's get cracking I um I started out in in Hearthstone, um, in Angura expansion really maybe just after that dropped my friend Adam introduced me to the game said I should give it a go so started playing very casually playing a few games here and there I obviously went through the introduction um adventure um the kind of uh, training thing and um yeah I started sort of like the game it was a good kind of way to pass the time occasionally and um you know, I was enjoying kind of experiencing how the cards work, and obviously very, very new to the game, and um, and a, and a real kind of um, the, the early experience was um, was very much in casual mode, and as I got to playing, I sort of thought, okay, well, I'd be interested in getting involved in the rank ladder and seeing how that works out. So, um, I played quite a bit of casual, got myself prepared, and I believe, um, like a lot of people. Um, my first sort of main deck that I played with was uh, a face hunter um, kind of build, fairly cheap build and uh, and still a kind of archetype that exists now I think so it was really interesting to uh, kind of play that for a while and get used to a deck and learn how that plays and you know the the first kind of months or so of my half turn experience were very much spent in between ranks sort of 25 and 20 and trying to push them the rank floor, which I think the rank floors came in. Uh, I've been playing for a few months without them, and then, to be honest, when I really started to hit the rank floors and move through, kind of look at any kind of laddering, then um, the the new update came with the with the rank floors, um, where you kind of stopped at twenty, fifteen, ten, five. So it was quite good for me in that I didn't really experience much of the grind before that. I certainly wasn't in a position where I was able to grind too far that it would have been a problem anyway. Um, and yeah, kind of worked my way and started to get more and more into the game. And then Lich King expansion dropped. And I think that's where I really started to, to kind of get involved in some decent decks. Was still very much free to play. Um, and I remember one of my favourite decks still um, to this day was Evolve Shaman. And I played that quite a lot. And I just loved the RNG nature. But it was a strong deck as well. It had, you know, it was definitely top of tier two somewhere, I think, in that meta. And, and was one that was um that was you know worth an effort climbing with for sure and really enjoyed it uh, a couple of the other decks i played as well from memory um i played quite a lot of token druid back when that was a a viable deck um and had quite a lot of success that that was uh in part in a big way the the kind of ranking i did up to rank 10 was was down to a lot of token druid play and uh, i actually played a little bit of handlock as well which i really enjoyed um which is kind of relevant i'll come on to later with the topic for for this episode but um 
Yeah, I really enjoyed Handlock. It was a it was a really fun deck, and I it was I think it was kind of off meta, um, and so people were taken a little bit by surprise when I came out with that, and um, and I got a few victories, and that pushed me up some some decent ranks as well, but kind of lost a lot of momentum. Um, as it as it got harder and as the opponents got better, it was it was much harder to get it to do anything. But it was a lot of fun when I was playing it. And then back when Kobolds and Catacombs came out, and um, there was the kind of rock paper scissors meta with Warlock Paladin and Mage. I was playing a lot of Secret Mage. Um, sometime around that kind of start of the year, I went into Wild as well and pretty much exclusively play um, Secret sort of burn mage in that and had a lot of success with that and got up to i think rank three is my highest in wild um so yeah got a variety of decks and, and obviously had loads of um fun kind of practicing some of the other decks out there you know raza priest i did build and and i kind of wish that was still available now because i think i do a lot better and pirate warrior and loads of the other kind of classic decks that you can think of i, I definitely had a go at but um my my kind of experience was going really well and, and I got up to rank five and started to hit that consistently and that was really, really good. I really enjoyed doing that. And then um, I got to a stage where recently, particularly with the rotation and actually when they nerfed Corridor Creeper, I remember that nerf did me a lot of damage um, in terms of my play. I, I felt quite good in the meta before that and then things just seemed to go kind of downhill after there. And I say that and was still always improving, but... There was something going on where I just didn't feel quite as confident um, with my play, and then, um, kind of coming round to to more recent times. Last month, I actually hit my my personal best of rank one last month, which was amazing, um, and I did that kind of within a week, and that was after um, the rotation. So I was playing with Spiteful Druid, which is the kind of main deck that I've been playing with at the moment. Although at the time of recording this, we're minutes hours away from the from the next patch with the nerfs to a few more cards but um yeah i i had a really good you know good run with i just caught spiteful Drid in the first few days where no one really knew what kind of decks to play or there was a lot of experimenting going on and kind of raced my way up and then the rest of the month i just really struggled to do much better and i kind of tanked all the way back to rank five and never really got out of it and and did spend some time just enjoying playing different decks and experiencing the new meta and using some of the new cards as well. So that was fine. And then I kind of lost my way a little bit with it this month and actually decided to just take a week out um, a few weeks back to, to kind of gather my thoughts on it and, and to give myself a break because I think it can get too much and it can get um, very kind of almost kind of like if you if you're tilting and you're you're not you're not really feeling it then you can spiral out of control a little bit with that and I thought it'd be best just to take some time off and then bring myself back to it when I was happy with it and then I've come back into the game and I've kind of had similar successes with Spiteful Druid again recently and uh, and kind of feel like that was the deck up until the nerfs for me to play with but um you know I, I still I wouldn't say at the moment I've still found my identity with uh with with Hearthstone at the moment and that's the the topic that I want to talk about now so I kind of have, will have a, a topic each episode that I wanted to discuss and share my thoughts on and um identity in Hearthstone is something I've been thinking about in a big way recently um and the way I want to kind of cover that so there's a few things that I think make up the the kind of topic of identity with Hearthstone um and so you know kind of talk about how all of those have an impact on how well you do and how well you play 
the um, identity in Halfstone can be covered kind of by one of the one of the big areas is class identity and there's always a lot of discussions about class identity in Halfstone and how different classes kind of play and seem and what their what their cards can do and I feel like I mean I could go through all the classes and talk about what I think their identities are but they are kind of um, matters of opinion in a lot of cases but I do think that some of the decks have lost a little bit of class identity um, you know I think Warlock with the the kind of managing its life total um whilst having these kind of overpowered cards was part of its identity and then suddenly it just had these kind of ridiculously strong cards with very little downside and a lot of health gain which kind of lost its its kind of um you know what it was identified as for me i think classes like mage and and priest are two classes that i've really really enjoyed of late and um something I, I have a really good time with when it comes to kind of spells I think I enjoy casting spells and uh, the effects that they have and you know there's an element of control I guess to that but also um, you know there's a uh, in terms of kind of when it comes to classes and identifying with them I think aesthetics and feel and flavour are really important as well um, I think, you know, I've been playing a lot of Spiteful Druid and I wouldn't say that I identify that with that as a class or, you know, particularly, it's a, certainly an archetype that I feel stronger playing, but as a class, Druid isn't one that I always went to and Jade Druid was obviously a huge deck which I, I did eventually get a build of and, and um, wouldn't say that it was was my favourite in any, any sense. But um, I think identifying with a class in Hearthstone is really important and I don't think... I don't think that has to be that you one class or that that's the only way that you play but I think there is a real big thing about when it comes to Hearthstone and having fun where identifying with the kind of aesthetics and feel and flavour of a class is really really important because um, that you know when you get new cards that's what you get really excited about is the new cards and the new new styles of play that come out of it and the new ways that that class work um, towards kind of you know if you want a, a laddering experience or you want to just have fun i think that's both equally as important to to kind of have that have that experience and excitement about a class or 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 a couple of classes and then the way that kind of filters down into the other sides of the kind of identifying with hearthstone is it, an impact on archetypes and styles of play so i think that um the, so the styles of play really to me I kind of think that there's three main ones at the moment um, there's aggro which is the uh, you're basically putting out kind of low cost minions onto the board and then you're building a kind of buff you've got kind of buff cards or cards that kind of develop those minions into having more attack or more threat you know spiraling out of control very very quickly and attacking mainly you're going kind of face on your opponent and trying to get their life total down to zero in as uh, fewer turns as possible um, and as quickly as possible um, traditionally I think kind of turn six is is kind of thought of as the best place for an aggro deck to kind of finish the game can be done by by turn five if you have a really good draw and, and start really well and you know sometimes I think turn seven is is still viable um, as long as you've got the right kind of finishing tools then you've got kind of control decks that um, are kind of designed to control the board control the game control the speed control the tempo anything that they kind of need to control and then more often than not they have kind of big finishing cards that kind of 
you know, OP cards at the end that can do a lot of damage. And as long as you get there, you can tend to use them to finish and round out a game. Um, and control often comes in kind of single tar- target removal or AOE, um, having kind of area of effect spells that um, that kind of remove minions or things like Dustbreaker in, in Priest, which is a minion that has an AOE effect. And, uh, you know, control is often a long game and you need to have a good idea of what your opponent's going to play and you need to be clearing the right threats at the right time and stuff like that. And then I think I kind of lump them into one, but tempo um, tempo decks are kind of a big archetype and, and have been around for a long time. And mid-range, albeit kind of different, I think, for the time being and to simplify things, they kind of fit into a into a similar kind of archetype, which is, you know, tempo is building up from the start a kind of more and more of a threat on the board whilst controlling the board it's kind of that mid-range you're looking at kind of mid-range minions you're kind of doing damage over time you're trying to increase the threat as you go and trying to stave off you know either an aggro attack or or you keeping control over a, over a control deck you know tempo rogue was a big big deck back in some of the earlier you know around the raza priest kind of times was was tempo rogue and that kind of used the pirate package and that was really cool and then you've got kind of um some tempo decks now and i guess spiteful druid although spiteful summoner decks have kind of become their own archetype they sort of fall into the the tempo um style idea with a with a kind of big swing on turn six which is obviously going to change uh any any few kind of minutes or hours from now so i when it comes to identity and identifying with those i think styles of play is something that's really important to identify with and you don't necessarily have to just be one you know you can't you don't just have to be an aggro player or or a control player and there are people who are for the most part kind of identify themselves as as aggro players or control players i know lawmaster eve from felon's chosen podcast kind of identifies herself as an aggro player in general and that's you know that's absolutely fine and there are control decks that you know eve and everyone else will be able to kind of pilot as well to make up their they're more rounded um hearthstone play but they identify as as aggro players or control players or you know tempo mid-range style players there are obviously there's the combo style of play which i think um some of the control decks fall into a little bit of a kind of combo style and and combo has been you know raza priest was a big combo deck that i think had a had a stronger representation a few months back but now are less so and maybe they'll come back to the fore soon hopefully as well but um I think if you identify with one of these styles of play, it really helps with your enjoyment of the game. And also, you know, I, I do believe what people say about if you're having fun and focusing on each game and playing better in each game, then the ranks and the stars will come. And if you're too focused on those, then that's where you get tilt and that's where you lose focus on each individual game because you're thinking about the next thing and the next thing and that's that's not as um, a kind of positive way to look at it. So identifying with a style and, and feeling comfortable in playing that helps with the with the enjoyment of the game and the and the feeling confident in each matchup that you go into and then you can identify those with classes as well so for me you know mage very much has a control and an aggro style that i really enjoy secret burn mage burn mage kind of aggro mage i've really enjoyed and i'm really like the kind of big spell control mage as well so you know i've got there a class that i identify with and i've got a couple of styles of the play that I identify with and putting those things together increases the amount that I enjoy the game increases the success that I have with that and when I do have the success and I am willing to learn and willing to develop those styles 
then I'm in a much better position than if I'm trying to play something just because it's kind of top tier in the meta. If I'm not really enjoying it, then it's easier to tilt and you're not willing to put in the time to learn that deck well enough that it's going to be successful for you. So that's my kind of view on identity. And then, you know, I guess in the last part of identity, the, the, the part that goes with that is you kind of identify what kind of Hearthstone player you want to be. And I think that's really important. And, you know, I've, I've, I'm still kind of chasing the legend rank and want to go for that. But I think you need to understand, you know, are you a casual player? Do you do this just for fun? Do you want to rank? Do you want to be competitive? Do you just want to play different parts of the game? You know, do you want to be play casual? Do you want to play the tavern brawls for a bit? Do you want to do arena for a bit? You know, identify with what you want out of Hearthstone as well. And then you can include the class and you can include the style and, and give yourself a more rounded kind of approach to the game. So that's my kind of take on identity. I think it's really, really important to kind of have something to identify with and to kind of feel confident in your style of play. And uh, and I think that gives you a kind of a kind of more rounded, more um, kind of focused way to approach the game. So so yeah, that's that's my kind of views on that. Before I go and before I round off this episode, obviously I'll, I'd absolutely love to hear from anyone who's got any feelings on identity and, and identifying with Hearthstone and, and their kind of experiences with it. Love to hear from, from everyone else and see their views on it as well because it's a part of the game which I find really, really interesting. Um, I just want to talk about the nerfs because I feel like they're going to have quite a big impact for me and, and I want to kind of share that. Um, the, the nerfs that are coming up, so um, I try and remember them all, and if I forget one, I do apologise, um, just kind of doing this from memory, but um, I know that Nagasi Witch in Wild um, is a kind of five-mana card that uh, helps you cheat out giants onto the board, and, and people have had a lot of complaints about this recently. Well, they've made a change now where that's going to cost eight mana, um, which should make it... A lot of people think that's going to kind of take it out of the game, and maybe it will, um, but I'm not sure that they're kind of too worried about that. Um, so that's one of the changes that's coming... Not a massive impact on me because um, I did see it when playing Wild, but it's not a deck that I've ever tried to play or wanted to, to kind of buy um, the cards for and, and build. So, um, But it'd be interesting to see the impact that has on Wild. Uh, some of the ones that will really have an impact on me, so Warlock's getting quite a few changes. Possessed Lackey, which is um, kind of helps you cheat out the demons. That's going from 5 mana to 6 mana, which is going to kind of put it one back in, in kind of turns that it takes to, to cheat those demons out, which should give aggro decks an extra turn to finish the game it should bring everyone in line a bit more with being able to kind of have options to beat that deck and dark pack which is the other way that they abuse the possessed possessed lackey um card is kind of killing off one of your minions and and gaining eight health and that's staying at one mana but it's going to move to to only four health regain so um i think that means that warlock gets less of its life back and uh, people have described it as being too you know taking away two um, hero power turns from Warlock which is going to be quite influential in the way that they play I think those changes keep that keep those archetypes certainly probably cube lock more than control lock but there'll be variations of control lock I'm sure but they keep cube locking the game but just make it fairer and I think players who are really good at piloting that deck will still have a good time with it but I think it gives everyone more of a chance to go up against it and balance the meta a little bit more um Spiteful Summoner I've talked a little bit about and that's uh, six mana it, it um, reveals a spell in your deck and and um, summons a minion of the same cost and Spiteful Druid is, is one deck that's really kind of top tier at the moment and that cheats out a 10 mana spell from UI and summons one of five um, 10 mana 
uh, minions that are quite powerful and it's a huge swing turn for turn six. Let's move into seven mana. I still think it's got a place in the meta. I still think it'll be a decent deck and I, I'm really keen to kind of add Bone Mare back in, which used to be a good follow-up to Spiteful Summoner um, a few months back when there was a Spiteful Druid deck. And uh, and I think it could be quite interesting and I still think it's got a place and I'm certainly going to be trying it out at least um, as it's a deck that I feel more comfortable with. And then one of the big ones, Call to Arms, um, is getting a, a nerf from... 4 mana to 5 mana, which takes it out of Even Paladin. And to be honest, I think that does see the end for Even Paladin. One of the big things about Even Paladin is being able to cheat out those minions on turn 4. And if they can't do that anymore because they can't have the card, then I'm not sure that that deck will, will continue to exist. Unlikely that it will go into Odd Paladin. People might mind try and make it work. But I think because they can't have those 2-cost minions, it's not going to be as effective. So it might still have a place in some... I think Paladin decks that aren't even or odd um, and you know maybe an aggro Paladin deck will still work with it at, at it's still a fairly good turn in turn 5 and it can be coined out on 4 anyway and Murloc Paladin is something that's benefited from its Murloc synergies and, and Call to Arms isn't as vital in that deck although it's still a big power swing and a power turn you are looking to, to make the most of the Murloc synergies and you can't do that with all of them if you if you draw them out of your deck too early so um, some of the nerves coming up, and I feel like I've missed one, but I can't remember it. So um, feel free to remind me, and uh, and maybe I'll cover it off when uh, when we're talking about how all the kind of nerves have affected my play. But kind of want to round things off there. That's all I got to say on this episode. I hope it's been something that you know people enjoy listening to. I hope that people have their you know want to share their opinions on stuff, and either they share them with me or they think they they have you know other views and other things they think are true, and that's fine too. And you know I like to hear all of it. Um, so hopefully this is something that can that can work and try and kind of keep this going and at least kind of release one episode a week for for now if I can. Um, so yeah, I just want to say a massive thank you for listening. If you want to find me, if you want to chat with me, um, my Twitter is is at Grasler18, um, and I've created a Twitter page for the show. It's my Hearthstone Diary. The um, Twitter handle for it is hsdiary underscore my. Um, if you want to try and and find that and add me on there, and we can have kind of discussions, and I'll probably update it a little bit like a diary as well. And um, if you wanted to email in with anything, the uh, the email address is myhearthstonediary at gmail.com I'll um I'll set everything up properly as soon as I can in terms of kind of Apple podcasts and getting it out there in public but I'll um I'll just have to work that out as I go and then obviously if anyone does listen to the show and has any feedback they want to give me then more than welcome um I know that uh, everyone kind of asks for reviews and how important they are so yeah thanks very much for for listening in I hope you've enjoyed it and um yeah I look forward to catching you on my next entry into my Hearthstone diary <laughs>